It's been pretty wet and miserable across large parts of the UK. However, right now, it's pretty good here in Exeter, so that's pretty good. I can tell you somewhere it wasn't very good weather, and that was down at Ducks Meadow a few days ago for the Rugby League squad. I'm joined today by Tom Wilkins from EURL. Cheers for coming on the show for the second week in a row just before you jump into your training session later on, which thankfully the weather's holding up well enough for you, which is good. Yeah, exactly. It's been raining the last few days, but luckily the sun shines out today. Luckily, the sunshine is out, which is always good to see. The sunshine wasn't out for the twos for their friendly game, though, against Colleg Ikamath, or Colleg, I'm going to call them, because I'm not going to butcher any Welsh pronunciation any longer than I have to. But pre-season ended well for the twos as they picked up a 2016 win against the Welsh Rugby League Academy, having been two tries down at one point really strong comeback performance by the twos and they look in good stead before their first league game yeah so as you said they've got oxford twos next week away from home which is not easy to go to but on the back of such a great win against colleague which the twos have never beaten them before so that's a massive result for them to come from behind especially in the weather as well uh, I, I had the privilege of watching from the sideline and i can just honestly rave about how exciting that game was rugby league just brings the entertainment all the time Talk me through how bad the conditions were because it looked absolutely biblical, the rain. I mean, was it just terrible? Yeah, it was. So the ground was very wet, very muddy, sticky, hard to run fast on. Uh, the ball was slipping and sliding all over the place uh, and the rain was practically ver- uh, horizontal. So, yeah, it was a tough condition. I, I was filming on the sideline and I was struggling, so I don't know how they managed to play in that. It was tough conditions. Really tough conditions, really tough test for the boys. 16-4 down at one point to come out with a 2016 win. It's a hell of a comeback performance by the two squads and showing some real heart before the season starts. Yeah, and I, I think it was just the leadership that they showed at half-time. Uh, obviously, 16-4 down at half-time. The likes of uh, second-team captain Dan Grapes getting in and amongst the huddle, calming the boys down and just making sure they stuck to the basics and played to the conditions. Uh, in terms of the comeback, Colleg did not make it easy. They played in the right areas of the field, but there's one thing about this club and we just don't give up and that's that's seen right through the first team and the second team. Never give up attitude is so clear through EURL and also... Of course, the important thing with the second team is that this is the lowest team that you are playing in Bucks divisions. So have you got lots of, let's say, freshers that were playing their first game for EURL at the, at the, or d- during the week, I was, I was uh, going to say at the weekend, but during the week? Yeah, it was, it was some of our sort of freshers and club freshers uh, first sort of hit out at Rugby League. And it looked like they'd been playing it for years, some of them. Uh, just the way they adapted really quick was really impressive to watch. Um, and especially against, uh, just to give some context about Colleg, they are basically the Wales under-19, sort of, they have Wales under-19 national players, um, so to step up like they did uh, and uh, sort of play the way they did is pretty impressive. Really is an impressive result. Again, we saw that Wales in the Rugby League World Cup were actually a pretty decent yep. second-tier side, let's yep. call it that. I'm I'm going to make up a Tier 2 ranking there for Rugby League. But they were a pretty decent Tier 2 side. They've got lots of good Super League players in their squad as well. And the under-19s are showing their skill as well. Really good win against Colleg for the Toots. And also in that squad where there are also some people that were new to Rugby League entirely. Let's say they played Rugby Union and they came to 
Exeter here and then they just started playing league as well? Yeah, well, pretty much half the squad was made up of that. Um, a lot of boys uh, in their third year joining, playing union two years and then coming to join league. Uh, a few freshers, we had uh, one of our freshers on the wing, for example, started. We had uh, a lad called Charlie in the centres who made a try-saving tackle, uh, four points, uh, which was the difference if you recall the score, 20 points to 16. So players stepping up. Um, and making big, big sort of plays. Um, so yeah, it was brilliant. Good to see some cross code action going on yep. there because, again, it's something we've talked about before. But the amount of people that play rugby league in the south and the southeast is so small that yep. you get a lot of cross code players from union to league. So always good to see. Of course, the twos will be going away to Oxford twos for their first league game next week. They've already played their first game of the season, Oxford twos against the Oxford ones. They lost 18-10 to their first squad. So pretty tame result, really, all in all for the Oxford Twos. That's the only game that's happened so far in the whole league. Are the Twos looking to push towards promotion this year or is it a year of just consolidating that squad to really push forward for the ones next year? I think they have the talent, to be honest, to win the league outright this year. Um, and I'm not even just saying that because they're all my mates. I think they are unbelievable. The way they, the way the whole club trains, it's not a ones and two squad. There are easy players that can come in and out of both squads, um, and the competition for places is fierce. Uh, and they take that into every game. We saw it against Colleg. I won't be surprised if they do that again against Oxford. Um, they're a seriously strong outfit this year. They are a really strong outfit. Have you been away to Oxford for their rugby league games? How's the uh, how's the away day experience for Oxford? Well, personally, I've never been to Oxford, um, and this is the first time that our twos have been in that sort of um, su- southern western sort of league. The the sorry the su- southern league uh, Premier Two. Um, but I can tell you, away days are always challenging in this league. Um, the first team have Gloucester next week. Uh, which is only two hours away, but it's, it, there's something about going away to another university where they've got all their club uh, club members on the sideline, giving you all sorts of back chat, and uh, yeah, it's it's a challenging experience, but they've done it enough times already to to sort of cope with it. It could be worse. It could be going up to Nottingham for your away day. Hell of an away day that is yeah. for the trip. Yeah, I mean, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully, you've got some time to wait before you have to do that away, Dane, just yep. as well, because you have to plan well, ahead for that. We've got Nottingham, Trent, Loughborough and Nottingham in three weeks in a row, all in away days. That is that is brutal. <laughs> that is. Yeah. I know the EYFC have a bad, a bad lot at it because they have to go up to Durham and Edinburgh mm. for the uh, women's team as well. They have to go up to Edinburgh. I know that's pretty bad. I know that for the uh, EYFC squad, they have a... I think it was some gentleman's agreement where one year they would take a flight to Durham and the next year they'd take a flight to Edinburgh and then the other team would have to take a coach and they would almost do a alternating role between which one. So one year it would be the men going to Durham and the next year it would be the women going to Edinburgh by plane (laughs) just for cost cost cutting, which is good fun. Let's talk about that one's game against Gloucestershire. Now, hopefully this game goes ahead. Gloucestershire have cancelled their first two fixtures they cancelled against first Loughborough and now Nottingham Trent they sit on minus six points zero points difference it's looking like a very difficult season however not one that's going to be completely done because St Mary's also had to concede their game against Nottingham last week and uh, not Nottingham against uh, Loughborough even so uh, Oh, no, against Exeter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 excuse yeah. me, I'm going mad. Uh, no, uh, yeah. St Mary's had to cancel against uh, Exeter as well. Real shame for the one squad to miss out on a game there. 
Yeah, but I think what we did instead was we all got ourselves off to the off to the gym to do a bit of tough training in the morning and then uh, went and watched the two squad. So we are feeling fit and ready. In terms of Gloucester away, uh, yeah, we, we don't know how what sort of results they've had this year because they haven't played yet. But what I can tell you from experience of playing them two years in a row is they are always up for an Exeter game. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good game. And it's also one of the closest games for Gloucester to go away at to for, for a home game as well. So actually, mm. it's quite nice for them because I suppose I suppose you can call it a bit of a, a bit of a West Country derby if you're going to call any game in this division a West Country it derby. Is, yeah, it's a massive derby. Uh, I remember last year we we won the league and then we went to Gloucester away um, and. Honestly, that first 30 minutes was one of the hardest sort of 30 minutes we'd ever played against a team. They were really up for it. They had all their fans on the side um, sort of letting us know that <laughs> they were there. Uh, but yeah, to be honest, Gloucester away is is, is no easy game. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it and we're feeling fit and fresh. Hopefully this game does go ahead. Of yep. course, they've had, they've had to cancel their last two fixtures. Seems like at least from talking to me, that you think this game will mm. go ahead. And that's for the better because you never want to see teams getting relegated for games that have been postponed or cancelled, particularly in a league like this where you've only got six teams. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think I think Gloucester, uh, the, the way they conduct themselves often on the pitch, though, they're, they're, they're a really professional outfit. Um, it's one of their main sports at the university. So I'm sure that the the sort of minus six on their sort of table at the moment won't be affecting them in their preparations going into this game. And in theory, it's not a done deal they'll be relegated no. because St Mary's are a minus three. So yep. one win and they're back in the fight to yep. stay in this division. It really is all to play for still. And uh, Gloucester as well have a fantastic... They had uh, a player represent England last year. The four internationals, two represent Wales and one represents Scotland. Uh, so they, are, they have got uh, an amazing calibre of players to sort of get them out of that situation as well. Hopefully Gloucestershire can get on the score sheet, get a game on and also increase that points difference as well, which could be very, mm. very important. Exeter remain top of the table on points difference, mm. 18 points clear of Loughborough in second. And of course, it's been a bit of a funny start. You had the postponed game. Mm. However, so far, it's all going dreamy for Exeter. Yeah, we're, we're just looking to absolutely... Uh, go all, 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 all hands in at the, at the league. Make sure we get uh, sort of re- retain the title. Uh, we're working unbelievably hard to do that, and I have full confidence that we can do it. I've got full confidence too, and I think this squad is looking very, very strong. I would have to say to anybody who is at least partly a rugby league fan to get involved and go down and watch the games when you can of course sadly no chance to do that this yeah, week unless you want to get a train to Gloucester <laughs> yeah yeah unless you want to get a train or a coach to Cheltenham however next week after this games they will be the chance to go back at home as well cheers for coming on Tom no worries, of course next me. week for next Sunday sports show we're going to be looking at the reviews for those games and also previewing the massive fixtures against Loughborough for the yep. ones and the twos the big how one. excited are you for those games honestly I love playing in these big games uh, I'm smiling right now talking into the mic honestly it's something that you train really hard for and something that you at Exeter University you will get up for a game against Loughborough um, it's just it's just what what this university is about Loughborough coming down with both their first and second team honestly I can't wait 
it's an exciting day and any rugby fan you should be getting down to where they're playing again uh the rubber crumb rubber crumb Um, and is that for both both sides both sides it's a double header on the rubber crumb up on the university campus now that's a good way to spend your wednesday afternoon watching rugby league from the ones and the twos against loughborough massive game in the rugby league calendar here at exeter university and go down there and show your support for the squad so we're gonna Go on to our netball section of the Sunday Sports Show. I spoke earlier on with Sophie Harwood and Gracie Moore as we talked about the Netball Super League and we talked about the Bucks action over the week for both the ones and the twos. But thanks for joining me on the show, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I'll see you soon next week. See you. Here on Expression FM, I'm joined in the studio by Lucas and Dane, both from Exeter University Rugby League. Thanks for joining me. In the studio today, thanks for coming in uh, before training in the uh, in case of Dane. Uh, unless you're going to go to training in your uh, jumper, I don't think you're going to go to training, Lucas. But uh, let's, uh, let's start off with the first league fixture for the twos this season. And it was a dominant start, 58-22 victors over Oxford twos. Perfect start, Dane, wasn't it? Perfect start and uh, picking up two tries for yourself in the fixture. So not a bad start for you, is it? Yeah, I can't complain, honestly. Um, The boys going into the fixture really wanted to have a dominant performance. Um, I don't think we played Oxford 2s in recent few years, so we weren't weren't really knowing what to expect. Um, But yeah, the boys performed. We had to deal with a few early injuries as well, early doors. Um, But the boys played really well. It was a good win. So really happy with the boys. How was it having an away day for your first fixture? Was that actually something that was psychologically quite difficult? Because, of course, arguably the seasons for both teams haven't started very didn't start perfectly. Even if the ones see themselves quite high up the league table, actually they had one game called off and a bunch of other things going on. In your case, it was an away day first up. Was that challenging for the squad to, to, to deal with psychologically? Um, I think I think it actually helped us a bit because uh, especially we got a lot of uh, new freshers playing uh, into the twos and I think it just helped them on the coach mentally prepare, get ready for the game, um, take it a bit more seriously than if it was like a game at Ducks, um, which obviously they take seriously, but I think just just seemed a bit more serious and it helped the boys and we performed, got the win and yeah, that was good. One of those freshers that did an amazing job, frankly, was Oliver Ad- uh, Oliver Adamson even, picking up three tries. And that must be something so good for you to see, Dane, because actually one of the problems, and I was talking about this to, to Wilco, to Tom Wilkins last week, I was saying to him, there are lots of guys that come to Exeter that have never played rugby league before and they go straight into a, a sort of buck six or seven squad for Union without even looking at league. And you must be really happy to see those freshers jumping straight into the league system. Yeah, no, 100%. Oliver um, did really well in training, great in the training game, proved himself, earned the start and just uh, showed why I got picked. Um, there were um, there was one actually really fantastic try where he stepped, took around, handed off and just he just looked comfortable on the pitch. So we were happy and looking forward to pick him again in the future coming weeks. So Exactly, and potentially a future player for the ones as well in your squads too. Good. Other good performers in your squad, you had uh, Barney picking up one try and then also tries from Romerick and Ross. Really good kicking as well from Tom Griffiths. Eight conversions nailed. And again, 
people say that rugby league isn't really a kicking game like Union, but those conversions just are so important and they count. Even if this game ran away from Oxford twos, my word, what a kicking performance by Griffiths. Mate, 100%, 100%. He um, wasn't actually... He was actually, I think, third co- third choice kicker on the day because uh, we had Grapes, obviously our captain, went injured off with a broken nose first 10 minutes and he's our main kicker. And then I think we had Ollie who kicked um, one before Griffith started kicking and then Griffith just started slotting them and just kept him on. So yeah, unbelievable, 100%. Great from him. How was it playing at Oxford 2's away? How was the ground? Was it was it in a good condition? Because it was Ducks Meadows normally, I, I think... Is it fair to say one of the best leagues or best grounds even in the league? And and actually, Oxford Twos was kind of how was that for an away day? Well, um, at Ducks we have a specialised uh, league pitch with markings and everything. Yeah, Oxford didn't same. quite have that, but I'd say the grass conditions were actually really. I did like the pitch. It was a bit short but quite mm-hmm. wide, which helped us obviously on the day. We got a wide, scored some tries out wide. Yeah. Um, pitches weren't bad. Nothing to complain about. Um, but uh, yeah, nice sunny day, great for expansive rugby, which we played. Not quite rugby league, but um, yeah, helped, got the tries on the board and won the game. Wasn't quite the offloading rugby, got a swashbuckling rugby league that you might have been expecting. So yeah. for the twos, it was a perfect start, 58-22 winners on the day, and they see themselves in second place in the table, Cambridge ones above them. And perfect start, really, for the twos. Let's cut back to the ones who, of course, played their third league fixture of the season. And I think to start off, we should say well done to Gloucestershire for going ahead with the game. Of course, they had two games cancelled. And, and and you have to say kind of, bravo to them for putting in the effort and managing to figure out a game. I understand that there were log- logistics problems outside of Gloucestershire's control from what I was hearing from Wilco. And you have to say that good on them for uh, getting the game on. Yeah, yeah, they were really good as well. They were they just came on, put a really physical game in as well. And um, yeah, they were they're always a tough place to go, Gloucester. We've we've not really done well there across the years, but had a really good day out the other day. And uh, yeah, props to them. Well, as you said, it was a really good day out. Forty to six winners in Gloucester. Tries from Alex McMillan, James Bush. Lucas Mount and three from Winterbottom alongside other trials from Ticehurst and McCarthy. I mean, let's start off with that forwards hat-trick for Winterbottom and what a strong start for Toby. Yeah, so good from Toby. He's uh, he's not really a try-scorer, but he just he came in and just finished everything. He was really good. He was playing against his little brother as well, opposite number. And um, yeah, what a day for Toby. What a day for Toby as well. James Bush himself kicking four conversions on the day, really good performance, really good performance by the squad overall. And of course, you come into this league, you come into this season as defending champions and the first few games have gone your way. Are you trying to keep expectations low right now or are you trying to just maybe aim high so you've got that goal to look to? No, I'd say we're expecting to win every game of the league. But um, yeah, uh, things can happen that, that we're not expecting, but we're, we're still expecting to take every game as it comes and take it, take the points away from each game, definitely. And also something that jumps out to me looking at this stat sheet is that, of course, only conceding six points defensively. The ones have been so strong this year, I, I, I think, just looking at the results. And what is the key, do you think, to that strong defensive performance? And also, for those listeners who maybe aren't quite as 
aware of rugby league. How do you defend well in rugby league? In a very brief way. I just say you've just got to slow, you've just got to create dominant hits that slow the game down. Because if you've got time to get back and set in defence, you're going to keep making those tackles. Uh, whereas if, if you get one uh, person into the tackle and the person gets up straight away, that means that they have so much more time to just play expansive rugby and get out wide. But yeah, so if, you, if you're creating dominant three-man tackles in the middle, you're always going to be able to have more time to get set. Exactly. Rugby league defending is a whole different kettle of fish compared to rugby union where you can just keep keep pushing away the phases and you go 15 phases because you've only got five tackles in rugby league. And that is the beauty of it. And it was a really good win for the ones against Gloucester. Of course, you feel sorry for Gloucester because they'll likely be going down for the drop unless they can pick up a win against, uh, was it was it St Mary's who mm. had the uh, postponed or cancelled game against the ones squad. But all the best for Gloucester in their season. I think that from chatting to Wilco behind the scenes, it seems like there is problems out of their control, really. So actually, they're a good bunch of guys. They're not trying to throw matches. It's just that when it comes to this level of bucks, when it isn't HPP, for example, you run into trouble sometimes. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's tough to see for the Gloucester boys because uh, we do give them a lot of stick. They're, they're not exactly the, the nicest of people. But after the game, we had a lovely chat with some of the boys. But yeah, it's, it's tough to see them go down, definitely. And if anything, it proves that actually you need that investment in rugby league to really show kind of where the pathway is in terms of university players from universities that aren't in the heartland areas like Hull, like Manchester, like Liverpool, as we see here in Exeter. Yeah, so important to grow the game, yeah. It, it is so important, of course, now with London Broncos in the Super League for one year only likely with this absolutely stupid licensing system they've brought in. That's something I'm going to talk about in a few in a few shows time because it's so stupid why they've brought in the licensing. No idea why I've done it, but Broncos will at least be in Super League next year. That's something for them to work on. And again, hopefully that will trigger the start of something new in terms of Southern Rugby League. And that's that really. It's uh, It's all going well really for both the twos and the one squad, of course, games coming up in the week as well. So, again, just for our listeners who maybe aren't quite as aware of EURL, how can they get involved and how can they, for example, follow you on social media? Oh, uh, yes. So we have um, Instagram uh, at U-O-R-E Rugby League. Um, And we put all... All our match results on there, um, our training times, how you can get involved, how you can watch, uh, how you can uh, play. Um, so it's all on there. Uh, we do have a Facebook page as well, exactly the same. Um, and we do, we are working on a TikTok to get some more uh, views and some more fun videos out than the normal Instagram posts. And stuff have you got like. any ideas for uh, for the content so far? Um, we've had a few. We had a few preseason TikToks uh, that went quite well. Um, now we're working. We might have some away day, away day TikToks on the bus. You know the classic X. Yeah, TikToks. obviously, obviously, yeah. Um, but yeah, a uh, few more. Hopefully, some game. If we get some game footage, some game TikToks results and stuff like that, that would be good. No, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, I love that idea because actually, if there's one thing that the extra squads have got to deal with, it is mammoth, mammoth away days. Yeah. That is one thing that I, I I know that the rugby union guys and girls have got it pretty bad as well, going up to Edinburgh and Durham over the part of their season. But it's pretty bad for you guys having to go up to Nottingham as well, isn't it? 
Yeah, uh, Nottingham three. T- uh, well, twice we went. Uh, we went up three times last season, and this time we're going to go up. Uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be uh, Trent away and Uniov away, which is just yeah, not good at all. Yeah, that is that is not exactly what you want to be hearing, is it? When it's oh, what's the game next weekend? Nottingham away. Oh well, oh well, could be worse. Could be worse. You could be going to Durham or Edinburgh, I suppose. Although it is always f- quite funny when that happens, mm. because. I've heard that there is a rule that actually one year they take a flight to Durham, then they have to take a coach to Edinburgh and vice versa. It just sort of, it's uh, on an alternating loop, which is quite funny actually when you think about it, because I suppose it's that long of a journey. But that's Union, not League, and arguably League is better sometimes, is all I'll say. I know I've probably just stoked a civil war and extra <laughs> over that statement. But cheers for joining me, Lucas and Dane. I'll let you get to your training session, Dane, and you're more than welcome back on the show next week when we will look over and chat about all the fixtures that happened in your Bucks week. But I'll see you soon. Cheers, mate. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. See you soon. See you soon. See I've been joined now in a studio by our very own Exeter University Rugby League. I suppose sort of extraordinaire, vice captain, whatever you want to call him, playmaker, Tom Wilkins, and arguably my man of the match as well for the game against Loughborough. And that's what we're going to talk about here on the Sunday Sports Show. We're going to talk about the two fixtures that EURL had in the midweek against Loughborough, both the ones and the twos playing, the ones playing in the Premier South division, and then the twos getting a very tough first round draw in the Conference Cup. Now, let's just talk about, firstly, the ones game that you involved with. Uh, wasn't quite what you wanted the result wise it was a 26-6 win to Loughborough 16-0 second half it was a pretty dominant performance all in all by Loughborough they just turned it on in the second half and it was a it was a really interesting game for me to commentate on and as I did do that I will I will tell you how you can see that commentary in a few minutes time but it was a really interesting game to commentate on because it was really tight up until maybe the 50th minute and then it just ran away from you didn't it and I don't quite know if that was extra kind of losing pace or it was just Loughborough turning it on. I think I think if we draw it back, having watched the game back, I think it's very much a discipline issue that sort of mounted up with lots of repeat sets on our own line. Um, and there's only so many repeat sets that you can sort of defend against. And I think, yeah, maybe it was tired bodies by the end, but um, it's just a really frustrating day for us. So, yeah. Really frustrating day. And it wasn't helped, of course, by the fact that you had many players injured or away on reading weeks. Sort of the not many people being around on campus. It's been a ghost town. Let's be honest about that here at the university over the last week. And I, I could have, if there was a worse fixture to get on the calendar, it would be Loughborough ones in the league during reading week. So, hats off, seriously, hats off. I mean, sterling performance yourself. Honestly, you, you were the you were the you were the key that unlocked the gate to try and get those those points, try and get those tries at that lock position and something that jumped out to me was it was very quick pass excuse me it was a really quick paced game very fast ball was that something that you were expecting from Loughborough or was that something that shocked you when you started out the game because it was just quick ball from minute one yeah I think Loughborough if we're looking at the style of play they play it's probably the most similar to how we play um, in the league so it's two very quick paced teams uh, wanting to score tries and wanting to attack and finish out wide. Um, I thought Loughborough maybe won that battle of, on the play of the balls quickly. 
um, and maybe that's why it was a lot harder for us to defend. But that being said, I thought um, the defence was actually quite good from us. Uh, it was just long periods of sustained pressure that maybe um, meant we conceded 26 points. And also, I think on top of that sustained pressure that you talk about there, Tom, I think it was also just some incredibly good individual skill. I think it was the third score of the game, I'm going to call it, about an 85 metre finish all the way from a second tackle off of the scrum. All the was way through the line. Luke Phoenix? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. All the way through the yeah. line, 85 metres. Luke Phoenix, what an absolute just star player for the African Violet in the end. And again, I, I hate to be talking about Loughborough so much because nah. it could have, obviously we're here to talk EURL as well. But it's, it's sort of, there, are, there are better things on the way, I think, for the EURL squad. And I'm sure you'd agree with that because I think yeah. Loughborough, we know their calibre and we know how strong a team they are in the Premier South Division. Yeah, uh, and I think I think what what makes this even tougher is obviously the rivalry between Exeter and Loughborough. So now we've got to go up and sort of, if you like, return the favour and hopefully get the win up up north. So yeah, it should it should be good. Um, there's definitely a bit of a uh, bit more rivalry, a bit more spice to it, especially this year. Um, they beat us last year away uh, when we were away from home, and then we beat them when we were at home. So maybe if we can reverse it this year, it'd be it'd be it'd be ideal. But yeah, no, I think I think Loughborough are definitely the team to beat at the moment with us at the, uh, at the top of the league, and I th- I don't think this league is over at all. I think um, we're very much determined to get to training today um, and put a few wrongs right. That's been the message all week from the likes of Toby Winterbottom. Yeah, Toby Winsbottom, I think somebody who showed real leadership and real captain qualities through the post-match recovery of the game. And I, I, I was I was, I was, commentating on it and you all just went into the huddle, took a moment to breathe and you all just kind of quite calmly spoke about what happened in the game. I thought that showed real maturity, I think, from the squad and particularly from Toby. Yeah, he's he's absolutely fantastic. Um, one of the best players I've actually ever played with um, and his leadership skills are second to none. Um he he's actually really good to have on an away day as well because he's the life and soul of the team, especially at the back of the bus. So he's um sort of the one making jokes and stuff. So he's a calming presence for the team and um definitely got got fantastic captain qualities to hopefully um bring us through to win this league. Certainly so. Let's hope so as well from an extra university point of view. On top of that, of course, next Wednesday you travel away to Nottingham Trent. It's one of those long away days for you, isn't it? And uh, it's not quite the longest, but it's still up there as in in terms of one of the worst it's uh are you already planning kind of what you're gonna pack are you, yeah. have you already meal prepped your food for the oh, for the that's today's kind of job five hour coach journey yeah. however well, long it is what well, is the is the longest trip up to nottingham by any chance to uni off so yeah no it's uh it's, it's a tough away day um but I think I think what I was just saying earlier, I'd just like to echo that the likes of uh, Alex McMillan and Toby Winterbottom and Josh Alexander on an away day, um, they're very much sort of like able to keep us calm, especially when we're travelling up for five hours. It's obviously a long day, but you need characters like that within the team um, to sort of make sure that we uh, make sure we 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 come into the game firing. Um, in terms of yeah, meal prep, I'll do that this evening. That's the, this evening's job. Uh, it's a long old day, but. Um, you know, obviously you can study for a little bit on the coach up and then also just get in the zone, really put some headphones on. Yeah, get in the zone. And it's it's a good time to face Nottingham Trent, arguably. Yep. Four-point loss to Nottingham last weekend in the, well, I suppose, Rugby League derby of Nottinghamshire. Yep. And then, of course, that mammoth 50-12 loss to Loughborough. So, arguably, it's a good time to face Nottingham Trent. And hopefully, for all eyes and ears based here at Exeter University, it will be a bounce-back win hopefully, for Exeter yep. University away from home. And these away wins are what win you the league. I remember you saying that last week, and yep. I totally get that now. 
That's why Loughborough were celebrating so much at the end of the game on Wednesday. However, there wasn't just one Bucks Rugby League game at the Rubber Crumb on Wednesday. There were in fact two, and it was the twos that faced Loughborough twos as well in the first round of the Cup, of the National Trophy even, and it was a really difficult draw. I mean, the draw couldn't get much more hard for this side, and it's it's a real shame, but Exeter University crash out of the trophy in the first round, 16-22. Real shame, because it was a really solid performance by the boys. Yeah, I, I was gutted for, for the twos. I thought they actually made a fantastic account of themselves. They, they firstly never gave up. They secondly uh, played very well as a team. And, and thirdly, they, they were very unlucky, actually, to not get the win. They had a disallowed try in the corner um, for Matty. Uh, but I thought, I thought there were a few standout performances, especially the spine of their team. Um, and Romerick as well deserves a, uh, a really good mention for his efforts in the midfield to, to, make, to make a few gaps. So, yeah. Of course, it's important to keep an eye on the two squad because a, a lot of players, including yourself, Tom, even if you might not want to admit it, will be leaving university very soon. And you're yeah. going to see those players graduating from the twos into the ones and trying to become those mainstay players in that one squad. And I was talking to some of your coaches before I started the commentary live on Expression FM Spotify. And I was talking about that. And I was and I was asking them, how's the crop of young players? And they were saying they've had one of the best kind of intakes of new players they've ever had. And the future is looking bright for the twos. And something I was saying as well is, it, is the twos competition actually more difficult than the ones? I, I don't know because I don't play in the uh, the twos competition. But the league, but just yeah. just looking at the league. Yeah, it, well, there are eight, just to give some context, there are eight teams in the twos league and uh, six in the in the ones league. Um, the only difference is you don't play home and away for the twos. It's either a home or away game. Um, but yeah, it's very competitive. If you look at Oxford ones and Oxford twos are both in that league. Um, so obviously there's all these rivalries there um, and sort of, I think I think there are some very long away days, difficult away days for the twos. But I, I honestly have no doubt that um, they, there's this quality within the club um, to sort of pull pull both teams through to win the league. Um, and on that uh, recruitment, I'd just like to say, yeah, we're getting about 70 people down to training sometimes it's a big it's a big number like that's six, numbers that. well in in the that first few weeks yeah we had about 60 70 and we were looking at each other and going like we've never had this this many like willing players before and the, the quality as well was outstanding um so yeah it's, it's 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 bright times for the club and full credit to that has to go to committee i think so yeah Yes, committee shout-outs are always welcome here on Expression FM Sport. Committee are the people that run the societies. And I'm on committee myself here for Expression FM, so I know how difficult it can be to run a, a club. And you know what? It's stories like that that are really loved here because when you see it from that side and when you see it from that point of view, it is amazing because then you can see that you've got that outreach from the union game into league. And that's, that's the important thing here. We're coming from Exeter. It's not exactly a stronghold it's of not the rugby M62 league. Corridor, no, is it? it's not. <laughs> we're not talking Hull. We're not talking Huddersfield. We're not talking Wakefield. We're not even talking of. We're not even talking anywhere near the Midlands. Mm. We are in the Southwest. This is rugby union country. This is the area of Gloucester, Bristol, Chiefs, yeah, and Bath. And so, what I mean by that is that it's not to knock it down, but it's to say that. It's going to be difficult to get that real up outreach. And you know what? It's amazing they've managed to do that, isn't it, Tom? Well, yeah, I think what 
what the mantra has been this year in the, in the club has been to level up. I think uh, club captain Josh uh, Alexander has said that from the start um, to build on the success of last year. Um, I think looking back on last year, it just it, I'm unbelievably proud to say I was part of that uh, part of Exeter University Rugby League um, because they were so dom- we were so dominant and um, uh, sorry. Um, we were, we were so dominant in the league and uh i think i think that success we built um we've translated into this year and hopefully that's reciprocated in the recruitment i believe so yeah seems like it has been reciprocated anyways exeter twos are sitting in third in the southern tier one with oxford ones above them and cambridge ones as well so it's a vast clash at the top of the table yep. for the southern men's ones and they will next play a fixture at home against Northampton as well at Ducks Meadow. Northampton themselves who sit mid-table on zero mm. points, having not played a game this season yet. Of course, that's the interesting thing is that there's no home and away. It's just mm. one fixture. So Northampton will start their season away from home at Exeter. And the future is looking bright, even if I think there is arguably some, I think, going to be... It's really annoying for the club to have suffered two defeats against the rival, but there are there are real bright shoots ahead for EURL, and I'm looking forward to covering them alongside you, Tom, on Expression FM. And also, I have to say one thing as well. It's arguably the most important thing for you to do, and it's this. If you use Spotify, go on there and search Expression FM support. Give us a follow. Give us a five-star rating if you want to. Yeah. And tune in on the commentary for EURL's first squad clash against... Loughborough ones and you can really see what good of a job Tom Wilkins was doing there playing at lock and you can catch highlights and replay of the game itself really enjoyed commentating on that game thank you for giving me the chance to go there as well anytime anytime I mean thank you honestly because it's it's always great to have that outreach from our local AU clubs and from our sports clubs as well it is it is what makes our commentaries tick so thank you and I'm going to try go to some more commentaries i'll be honest with you tom i don't really think i'll be able to get to ducks meadow that easily but uh, if you're playing at rubber crumb anytime soon well count me in for one of the unofficial press passes and i'll clamber my way up the ladder at the gantry which by the way for anyone who doesn't know is terrifying the terrifyingly thin ladder i i lasted five minutes on that i'm scared of heights uh so, so am yeah. i so I, am i so can you imagine my fears when i was going up there holding a notebook and a coat yeah. thinking oh my word the this start is the... of the storm as well yeah, yeah i know i know so uh see this is listeners this is what i do for you i try to curb my fear of heights by going up a ladder that's way too thin and way too small thanks tom for joining us i'm gonna let you run off to training so your coach doesn't start running uh messages to you saying tom where are you and i will see you very soon next sunday where hopefully we'll be talking about two wins eurl but i'll see you in a bit we're gonna play out this section with a bit of foals one of my i think arguably one of my favorite bands right now that i'm listening to and tom i'll see you soon thank you very much for having me have a nice day everyone see you soon